Welcome to the Data Coffee Break Podcast. I'm Mark. And I'm Christian. If you are passionate about data like us, take a seat, relax, and join us to our coffee break where we discuss all things data. And remember, there are no filters, no PR. It's just a real life experience. So let's begin. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Data Coffee Break Podcast. And we're recording on a Friday, so on my side, Christian, I'm drinking a beer. <laughs> what about you? Um, not yet. <laughs> no coffee. No, no coffee, but not yet a beer. What are you having? It's called Neck Oil for the international audience. Uh, so that's a beer we found in the UK. Session IPA in Nicole. Nice. I think is my favorite. What's your favorite on your side? I love the Brudo IPA as well. Let us know on the comments which one is your favorite one and we will be more than happy to invite yeah. you for a neck oil or a Brudo IPA. Come and test uh, the, the beer we have. Yeah. I know. And Friday is fantastic day. Like to, to browse LinkedIn to see uh, what we have. I don't know if you saw it's a truck in the UK. You can recognize the registration number and say Lords of the Beans waste clearance, one ring to remove it all. <laughs> it's just hilarious to see that. I love yes. it. Hilarious. Great marketing. Hashtag creativity. <laughs> yeah. So what are we tackling today in the episode? Today we are giving you life hacks to stay, uh, how to stay in the game on the data or technology landscape. Yeah. Just coming back to, to one of my previous managers, he told me that um, it is really important to always be up to date and upskilling because you are like a ninja and uh, your sword needs to be polished from time to time. If you use your sword all the time, it will become blunt. I love the analogy. It's fantastic. <laughs> no, you're right. It's, it's super important in our brain is what brings value in, in this world, in the, in the data world in particular. So if we, if we don't keep ourselves up to date, um, we become, I don't want to say irrelevant, but that's what can help us at least to move forward. Um, let's say in terms of position, in terms of uh, pay. Uh, so that's quite important indeed. I know. What's your first hack? My first life hack is always block some time. We are always busy, right? Bec uh, having a routine is actually important, but it can become like something that, that you are so busy every single day, meeting after meeting or session mm -hmm. and or coding that you don't have time to think. Uh, the way that I do this is that sometimes I take my calendar and I just block some time to prepare for, to upskill. I don't know, Mark, how, how do you block your time? Yeah. So in my case, I, it, it will depend as well the policy in, in the company. So some, some of those will, will encourage employees to, to have some dedicated time to learn. I, I will say yes. those companies are the companies you should work for because it's, it's so important. They, that means they understand that you can, you are bringing a lot of value. And if you don't keep yourself up to date in the technology landscape, you lose some of your value and you lose some of the potential for your, your, your employer as well. Um, so if you have this time on my side, I, I like to block morning in this case or a few hours, uh, on a specific day because I prefer to go deep dive into a learning yeah. a topic for a few hours rather than spreading that around an entire week after, after obviously winter is, is a season fantastic for that yeah. <laughs> over the weekend. <laughs> if it's like a, a bad weather, if it's bad weather outside, I will uh, spend quite a, a bit of time on the Saturday studying. 
yes, definitely encourage that. And, and your point of um, doing it in the early mornings, mm-hmm. I, I think that I learn better on the evening. Okay, okay. <laughs> but but yeah. uh, again, is whatever works best for everybody. All right. The second arc on my side. I had it in mind in one way, but a few years ago, I have a colleague. Uh, his name is uh, his nickname is Gaz. He, he put it in a very nice way. Is to have a, a T-shaped learning structure. The meaning is the horizontal bar means you develop your knowledge across different fields or within the field across different topics mm-hmm. quite broadly. So that means you're not going to go too much in depth on this one. But you are able to have a good conversation and a good understanding on all of those topics yeah. in this case. And the, the vertical bar of the T, of the T letter, will be going in depth on a very specific mm-hmm. subtopic, on a very specific subject. Uh, I forgot if we call that topics, but the, what Martin said in, in his episode yes. on NLP, be known for something. Yes, I remember. So that means going deep dive in one of those specific subtopic or subsubject, depending on what you're looking at. And that will be my, my idea. I like that. If you are a consultant that is working on data, maybe you can think about uh, an end-to-end environment. So from, from the data sources, you, you know the process of integration, the process of mm-hmm. data warehousing, but you can actually focus on one of the of the three right so you can be very good at etl or elt or you can be very good at data warehousing or can be very good at visualization yeah. and if you work on on the product related right the, the products right now are so broad and they cover so many areas that you can be good at at i don't know at, at the infrastructure piece of the product or at the apis or exactly. integration with other systems i like that i really like that the, the analogy of the, of the t-shape learning and it's so important. So if we look in our role, yeah. we work on platforms which are quite broad. In, in both cases, we know that we know which colleague we need to reach out when we have a specific question yes. on a very particular aspect of the platform. And they know they can reach out to you, make yourself known, obviously, but they know that you can reach out to you to ask you a question yeah. on REST API or whatever is a question uh, very, very specific in this case. No, definitely. All right. Next one. Yeah. Next, next hack. It's a bit personal, but I always like having an, an action plan. No, it's not only about tracking your knowledge or what is what you're planning to, to achieve. But for example, I always like to have an objective. For example, I would like to have a, uh, I would like to be certified on whatever product technology that you think about and you say, okay, I'm going to get certified in three months, in six months and work towards that. You can decide how detailed is your action plan, but that is something that always works in, in, and is something that you can actually measure. Yeah. It's, and you're right, because that means you, you know where you're going in a way, because we, we can be yeah. pulled in so many directions. <laughs> <laughs> I don't put a ne- negative aspect on like learning something that shouldn't be in, on your plate, but it's in particular, if you targeting a new role, if you targeting a promotion, Putting in place into an action plan is like, it means you will reach this goal much faster. Yes. And if you expose that to your management, this is proof that you are like, you know what yeah, you want. Yeah. This is proof that you know how to handle yourself when it comes to learning and they will put more uh, trust and confidence on you. I will say. 
it's my experience as well. If you are open with your management, say, I'm looking for this and this is what it's going to bring back to our organization or I'm looking for this new role or position, you can even ask for that help or, or carve out this action plan with, with them. Right. What's next? Next one, I will say shadowing. So that might be a, a cryptic word for many, pe- many people. What does that mean? This my I think this comes from a perspective of being client facing, which is not the case for uh, all the roles, but for sure it can apply to a data analyst, a data engineer. The the simple idea is like having someone to you can learn from. Uh, I'm I'm not speaking about a mentor here, but I'm speaking more like on the job, having the opportunity to shadow someone. Uh, to to learn what's the best way. So that means you're going to save time in terms of learning because you're going to learn from someone who already went through the entire process. So yes. let's say you work in a pre-sales role, solution engineering role, solution architect role. You take the opportunity to go on calls with your colleagues simply when you get into a new job or maybe to specialize on the specific uh, topic. And you go there and you just listen to the conversation and try to to absorb as much information as you can, because that's so invaluable what they can share with you. I would say the times where uh, we were always going to the office was fantastic for that because yes. again, in, in our role, we were like sitting next to each other, speaking with clients on the phone uh, over like a Zoom, WebEx or whatever was a platform. Yeah. And we can, we could listen our colleagues uh, approaching topics in a different way, uh, techniques they were using to uh, explain to clients, yeah. ways to simplify. Even delivering a demo. Yeah, delivering a demo, etc. So uh, I miss a bit those times where we were able to be in the office all the time. So I would say yeah. if you have the opportunity to go to the office to shadow, to be in this environment, to be in this brewing learning, this is the best. I know. Being able to see others in situations that you will encounter anyway, such as those calls on Zoom, WebEx, or mm-hmm. by overhearing, that's that's invaluable knowledge. I also had the experience of shadowing um, on development as well. Oh, I used yeah, to do, true. for example, integrations or using a specific tool. And I didn't know much about the tool, so I got with the expert. And I just asked the person, can I sit and see how you are doing your stuff. You don't mm. need to worry about explaining me. I just want to see where, how you organize your code, how you do the deployment and have a conversation. I mean, shadowing is, is really, really, uh, invaluable knowledge. You fast track your learning. So, so well with uh, shadowing. Yeah. So what do you have as next, uh, hack? Right. Next hack, find a platform to keep learning. Some companies they give, or they have a a partnership with the likes of Coursera, Pluralsight, by all means, go and use that. But I would say as well, try to get into into the habit of finding blogs, even go through YouTube videos. Informal learning is, is amazing these days. And I personally, when I wanted to, for example, get a bit more in depth with um, a specific technology, there are Platforms like HackerRank, which are for free, that you can actually go and say, hey, I would like to learn Python. Why not? And where can I actually practice? Well, HackerRank is a place where you can actually go on, and, and that is free. So what's the idea of HackerRank? So they give you exercises or? Yeah, they give you challenges. And as you are, uh, you choose your, your programming language. And okay. as you are 
progressing, you get like patches and, and you can find the, you can decide what level of, um, the level of difficulty of, of the exercise. And depending on that, you get more points. It's like gamification. Quite, yes, exactly. Gamification. Even to learn SQL, for example, right? So yes, I mean, Coursera, plural sites, all of those, of course, just uh, find a platform. But also I would say, don't forget about those that are more informal and, and free as well. Yeah. And I would add on that in those one, let's say you want to continue learning on the specific topic. Like if you have the opportunity to subscribe to a newsletter, yes. um, that's a good way to being keep fed with, uh, with the information relevance to, to your field. Uh, that's a good one to have. Yes. And I, of course, didn't mention, but of course you can listen to podcasts like this ones. I usually yeah. also listen to the data engineer podcast. Mm -hmm. I'm listening sometime as well, this podcast called, um, data skeptics. Oh yes. Uh, it's, it's, it's a good one. I love it. Love it. Quick one. If you are enjoying this episode and our show, please make sure you follow us on LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Links on the description as per usual. Also, if you'd like to grow this community with us, think about sharing this episode with a friend or a colleague interested about all things data. Now back to the episode. All right, next one, I'm going to take it. That could be a debatable topic, let's say. Uh, but I would say, uh, go for interviews. Okay. Why? <laughs> <laughs> if you're seeking to reach a specific role in particular, this is the best way forwards. Uh, because going through an interview process, you're going to be facing and challenged uh, over like the skill sets you you need to build. Uh, and the, the recruiters, the future mm. manager is obviously going to deep dive and try to desiccate your profile and try to find where are the gaps. Uh, obviously the job description is going yep. to show what is an ideal candidate. Uh, you cannot fulfill most, uh, every single point most of the time, but going through yeah. a job interview yeah. also give you a better idea of what is actually super important for the role. Um, for this specific company or for the role in general and what will be yep. the gaps you have in your profile. So that does mean that sometimes you're going to mm -hmm. fail the job interview. Potentially, sometimes you're going to get an offer. So after it's up to you to decide if you want to move or not. Yeah, we're telling our audience to, you know, look for another job. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not, yeah, I'm not saying, <laughs> yeah. saying, uh, I, I actually, it's, it's an advice I received from an ex-colleague. Um, yeah. And he, he told me that basically he was going through interviews every three, around every three to four months. And I was super shocked. Wow. I was quite in, impressed because in my mind, you go for an interview only when you want to change job. He said, no, yes, it's actually yes, yes. to also identify what I'm missing out there in terms of opportunities. Yes. But also what, what uh, I should be learning and where are my gaps if I want to stay competitive on the market. Yeah. It's, <laughs> I, I, I agree with the, with, with the fact that, that, that this will push you if you take it yeah. seriously. I don't personally do that, but, uh, but I heard that, um, other people also do doing or a way to challenge themselves and, and yeah, if that works, go for it. That could be time consuming, of course, yeah. but this is a, a good way forward. <laughs> All right. So I'll take the next one. Expand your network. 
And when we talk about expand your network, we're not talking about social media, go and, and, and friend everybody. But <laughs> there are multiple communities out there. So I would say expand a great way to do that is by joining one of those communities like the pre-sales collective, uh, for pre-sales. That's an amazing yeah. community there. There are many other Slack communities like the DBT community that are, I've seen, don't want to call all the different vendors here, but the, I'm pretty sure that each vendor that, that you're interested in, there is already a community out there that you can join, discuss, see what other people are doing. Uh, I, I find it really refreshing and it's always, um, a new learning experience. Yeah. D- does that mean including like going to networking event? Yes. Why not? I mean, like <laughs> go, going to networking events. Absolutely. There, there are some of them. I think you went recently to one. No, Mark. Yeah. I went to see a fire, a firebolt, yes, um, firebolt one a presentation in London, uh, which was very interesting and. That, that, that made me, made me face a lot of data engineer and analytics engineer in, in the room. That was really fun conversation I had. Exactly. Finding new ways of, of seeing what, uh, your knowledge is always valuable. What's, what's the next one? Yes. For the next act, I would say to go out of your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. And that's basically the idea of to think outside the box, to look for different domains to explore to basically go in, in different areas. So let's be a bit concrete. So you are working in the data space. There is obviously many technologies you want to yeah. explore within this very specific space, or there is many, um, parts of a platform you want to explore, but sometimes it could be very good to just go in something completely different. I'm going to give my personal example, my personal experience on that. Pandemic time, right? Everything shut down. <laughs> <laughs> and I was not in the mood to learn, uh, to go specifically dive into another technology or dive into another part of a, a platform. But I wanted to use my time in, in a way that could be valuable uh, in terms of learning. So I went on Coursera and I started a modern art online class. Wow. That was fascinating. Wow. I, w- I'm not, I, I can't con- consider myself as person who will uh, go often to a museum by a person who particularly appreciate modern arts, but the course was super well-structured. I learned so much about some of those artists where they were exposing in this case in New York. And that just like open your mind in so different ways. Yeah. It's not going to help me directly in my job, but I felt like, for example, in some conversation in networking events, that could be interesting. Yes, yes, yes. Some of those learning you can get to go out of your comfort zone. Yeah. Um, I don't know. In, in your mind, maybe what could be also part of going out of your comfort zone? Um, that's a good question. And I will need some time to think about it. <laughs> so let's go to the next act in this case. <laughs> maybe we'll come back after. <laughs> okay, Mark, I'll come back to you on, on that one. Let me just go to the next hack. I would say find a mentor. All right. I, I do have mentors and had many mentors in, in my career, it can be a yeah. mentor for anything like life mentor or career mentors. It's always great to hear from some, from the experience from someone else. And in most cases, they have already more experience and you can learn from. So that those individuals can help you even targeting where, which areas uh, you should improve. Mm-hmm. Like they can help you seeing that or even 
can help um, I don't want to call it like a therapy session but, <laughs> but still like uh, sometimes yeah if you want it could to, be sometimes yeah. exactly if you you want to discuss things that you're not discussing with your family members or with uh, or with your manager your boss and your aspirations uh, I don't know Mark do you mm. have a mentor uh, yeah I have a mentor and it's 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 valuable and in this case I would advise in particular to make sure to have a regular catch up to make sure it's like a, yes. a kind of a meeting you always uh, want to go for and you come with like some questions, but it could be like super relaxed. It doesn't have to be super formal, like because my mentor is, is a friend in this case. So in this case, I would yeah. have around a beer or like sometime we go to have a coffee together. So it's, it could be very relaxed, but it, it should be good to bring topics that you have questions. And this mentor should help you, should be there to challenge yourself, uh, to go in different direction or most likely to go in the right direction, obviously. <laughs> and talking about outside of the box, actually, and mentors, um, the mentor you mentioned that is your friend and mm -hmm. myself as well. I, I usually think about a mentor as uh, someone that I know or, or that I work with, but a colleague at, at work and it's something that I'm going to do as well. He, had a meeting with one customer, one of the potential clients. He was not even a customer. And then, mm -hmm. and he just mentioned, would you like to be my mentor? I don't want to sell you anything. I don't want to That's cool. do this. Would you like to be my mentor? And it's someone outside, you know, of work, someone that you just met a couple of times, but you identify that a person is a C-level exec or is someone mm -hmm. super senior or someone that is, and just go out and, and ask, would you like to be my mentor? And I'm, I'm actually about to do the same. And you already have in mind the, the person you will ask? Yes. That's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good idea in this case. You have your answer from, uh, from the hack in I this know. case. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Last one, I guess, Mark. Yeah. Let's do last one. Don't forget to take some time off simply in an aspect to don't burn out. Yeah. If, if we speak, speak and if we speak about learning, this is the same when you were at university, in school, you want a moment to rest. Yeah. You want a moment yeah. for your brain to relax, to wander off, to go for activities that are more uh, physical. So you want to be in, in a different environment. You want to escape from learning as well sometimes because it can be drowning. Yes, Mark, I think you are spot on on that one, especially... During lockdown or COVID, so many people didn't find time to, myself included, I, I can say the time to disconnect and you may just forget about really have some time off, relax and, and avoid burning out. Another thing that I would say is uh, don't forget to take, to take time off. Doesn't have to be necessarily, um, holidays. If you respect your, your time of with family or your me time, in the mornings before work mm. or in the evenings, weekends, that is also something that, that is part of this, I would say. And I think it's actually looping back to the very first hack you, you said around, um, putting some time in your calendar. Yeah. Which basically mean you have this time for learning and outside this dedicated time, you shouldn't do it. So you shouldn't make it as like extending through the entire evening and you go to bed at 1am because you wanted to finish this, yes, yes, this yes, chapter yes. on whatever. And the day after you have a call at 9am for work, this is a very bad thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. 
All right, Mark, that was fantastic. Did you agree with our hacks? Let us know in the comments. And I would say I'm really curious now if uh, if anyone listening is going to change the way they approach their learning for their professional career. And in this case, until then, we're looking forward to have our next episode with a guest next week. Thanks for listening to this episode. This podcast represents our views and not the ones of our employers. Our mission at the Data Coffee Break podcast is to inform you and help you grow in this always changing data field. Follow us and get into the conversation with the community on our LinkedIn page and Instagram. See you next Tuesday. And until then, keep your data caffeinated.